I'm doing a special bonus episode. I'm sitting here under my olive tree, not studio recording, so no studio recording quality. I just wanted to do a short update on the crowdfunding and my plans to study the tour guide program that will give me the license to become national tour guide, to be working all over historic Palestine and Jerusalem. Because I said from now on, the podcast is going to be bi-weekly. And uh, next week I will upload the first of two episodes about the Holy Sepulchre Church. But I wanted to record a short message this week to update you a little bit about what's going on with the crowdfunding. Because the incredible news is that within five days, the crowdfunding reached its goal. And it even reached a little bit beyond the set amount. And that is amazing. And even more incredible is that 69 people did a donation. 69 people, that is a lot of people. And it means that, first of all, I have a lot of friends and relatives and a big network, a big community of podcast listeners who appreciate what I do. And that is just really nice to know. And also they are supporting me in my decision to do this, to to go this path. And that is also very important. Especially, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience on the open day, which happened just last Wednesday. We had to come in the end of the day to the campus of the Hebrew University in Givat Ram. And I somehow expected to see a lot of Palestinians from East Jerusalem whose Hebrew is not good enough and therefore they would go for the English program and some other people like me who are married here and who don't have any Hebrew skills. But actually there were much more Jewish Israelis than I expected, people who made Aliyah later in life, so they came from abroad and they came to live in Israel. You have to know that Jewish people who want to come and live in Israel, they can do that whenever they want. There is a law, they call it the law of return. Even if people were never born here, even their whole family for generations was, for example, in America or in Europe, in Russia, in North Africa, even in Arab countries, they can come and live here and they get Israeli citizenship. And for people like me with no Jewish ancestry and with a husband who is native who is from here, but who is not Jewish, it's been really hard to get the residency. But eventually now I have permanent residency. But I did feel a little bit different from most of the people who were in that room, honestly speaking. Most of them also had like religious signs, like uh, wearing the kippah, or some of the women were wearing this like headdress. So I felt like I'm a little bit out of place since I'm also not religious. Nevertheless, I did see a few people who are Palestinians from Jerusalem. Even one woman who was wearing the headscarf, the hijab. And uh, yeah, I don't know, like it was a a mix of uh, people. There were about 40 and they said that there in total, there are about 70 people who want to go for this program and they can only take 45. That means that we have to do an interview And we need to do an English language test. And actually the day after I came in to pay the registration fee because my credit card didn't work the day before. So she asked me to do the English test, which I uh, wasn't prepared for, but I did it. It was reading two texts and then answering questions about it. But it was kind of 
interesting because the text was all about how Israel became such a developed, innovative country out of nothing, how they managed to beat all the uh, natural hardships in order to establish a state. And then after answering a lot of questions more about the content of the of the text, they asked what I thought about the article, if I agreed with the content of the article and what other factors I thought contributed to the development of the state. I was like, okay, well, honestly speaking, I would like to tell you that before 1948, this was not an underdeveloped country that was only desert and you made something out of nothing because there were harbors, there was an airport, there was a train line, there were cities here, there were theaters and cinemas in the cities, there was a civilization, a currency, people had a passport that said Palestine on it. But I was like, I don't think I should go that way because I don't want them not to admit me even before the program starts. So eventually I um, I said something about how Israel is a country of immigrants and people came from all over the world with different skills and experiences and all with this community feeling and communal goal of developing uh, a country or a state. I don't know. I did. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Basically, a, a confrontation with the reality that I'm going to hear a narrative that I have not been taught and that I will probably need to know and understand also if I want to really understand the people here. So, that said, I would like to thank some people. I cannot name all the 69 people because that is going to be too boring to listen to. But let me first share with you some of the comments that people left on the crowdfunding, because that is also really beautiful. Somebody said, it'll be wonderful to see Crystal in that position. She has proven to have all the skills needed. Thank you very much for the compliment. And somebody said, I enjoy your podcast. It is very eye-opening to look at things from yours and your interviewee's perspective. I hope that attending the Israeli program benefits your knowledge. I think this is actually an Israeli uh, listener to the podcast. I have a deep respect for what you are doing with so much passion, and I hope you achieve your goal. Cool, Chris, that you are taking this step. Courageous and inspiring. And this is a wonderful idea, says Maxime. Jackie and I wish you the best. So I had a few people donating more than 200 euros. And these people can claim a free day trip when they next come to Palestine. And I would like to thank them a lot, especially my mom, who did a very generous donation. And then my friend Jeroen, who is one of my longest friends from the Netherlands, There is also one of the participants of the coming October program, Agat. She's also from the Netherlands and she was a previous participant of uh, one of, well, she came, I don't remember. She came here before, if it was an olive harvest or another trip. Also, Heidi, somebody who also joined programs in Palestine before, who is currently in the hospital and her situation is not very good. So I want to wish her all the, the best. Thank you, Heidi. Also, one of the listeners of the podcast and followers on Instagram called Tricia, she did a great donation. Thank you so much. You can definitely, next time you come to Palestine, expect a guided tour with me. And Wim, 
Wim was also here for several programs in Palestine before, and he he is very active also for supporting the cause for justice and uh, equality. Thank you, Wim. And Elizabeth, she's a music therapist from the UK and did several trips to Palestine. So these are people I wanted to thank by name. Also, there are several people who donated between 100 and 200 euros. And um, if you want your free mug, the free stories from Palestine podcast coffee mug, then please reach out to me with your home address so that I can uh, send it to you. These are Lazio and Barbara, Hillel, my uncle and aunt Ingrid and Louis, Diana, Imad, Anita, Sambahur, Munir, Ihab, Erna, David, Maxime and Jackie, and my father and his wife. But they can get it from me when I next come to the Netherlands. Also, if you donated somewhere between zero and 100 euros, and if you want me to do any kind of message or advertisement, uh, you have to send me an email and I can do that on one of the next podcasts because that is one of the perks you can uh, have a free message to support something, to promote something, to advertise for something, as long as it doesn't contradict with the podcast. So that's my thank you message to everybody who supported me. Please keep following the social media and the podcast for any updates on that. And next week, you can hear the introduction to the story of the Holy Sepulchre Church in Jerusalem. It's going to be in two episodes. We have an introduction to the history of the church. And then two weeks later, you can hear, um, it's pretty much like an audio tour inside the church. And I also thought about doing that because I am not allowed now without license to take people inside the church. And in this way, you can go visit, listen to the podcast, follow me as you are going through the church and you can still hear my voice even though I can't physically guide you through the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. So that's for the coming two weeks and uh, I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.